Well, hello and welcome to the Discussion Podcast. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Andrea Weaver. And this podcast is dedicated to all things diversity because it just doesn't start and stop at work. It's all of the things. It's humans business. Here at Discuss, we unlock the power of human potential and actualize cultures of belonging where everyone can thrive. And sometimes that means doing the work to unpack some shit or being affirmed. Either way, the conversations have to be had and I don't hold no punches. Welcome to Discuss It. Hey y'all, welcome back to Discuss It with me, your host, Andrea, as you know, because of the intro. And I have a, a very special guest. Um, we used to have a podcast. Um, <laughs> we're still friends. So, I mean, I guess it's, I guess you can introduce yourself. Hi. <laughs> I'm Clarice. I am a lot of things. Get to it. Oh, I'm a lot of shit, man. Talk I'm your a, shit. Okay, okay. I'm a hairstylist extraordinaire. Yes, you are. Boss mom. Yeah. I, I'm barely hanging on, but I'm still saying Listen. I'm a boss. Cause, cause... What you gonna do, sis? What more do you want from me? <laughs> they're fed. They're clothed. They're alive. Yep. They're alive. Listen. You know, I follow all the state's requirements as a parent. As a parent. <laughs> That's all I got, though. Don't ask me to do nothing else. <laughs> Clarice is my really, for real, like, my, like, I can't even explain. Like, I don't even call her my friend. I call her my sister. When I am feeling away, she'll call me. Like, it is, like, crazy. It's to the point now we don't even call on the phone. We barely text. We just video chat each other every day. Like, hey, what you doing? Like, don't matter what we doing. Don't matter. Um, but amazing stylist. Uh, she does my hair. I don't know if y'all can see it, but you see it on my Instagram. She has, she started my locks, been keeping up with my locks. If you go to her page, I mean, the color work is just like a dream. Um, specializes in texture hair because Lord knows we need it. Um, and is in partnership with a couple of other, what do they call them? Not manufacturers, but what is, what is those other places called? Brands? Brands um, that she works with and also is dragging these people to be more inclusive in their practices, especially when we talk about like um, the models, the products, the messaging, all that stuff. So of course that is near and dear to my heart and that's how it fits into this podcast. So um, we are constantly, um, oh yeah, so we did have a podcast. That's what I was going to bring back. And the podcast... <laughs> Our podcast was Ho is Life. It's still up. You can go listen to it. I haven't ever taken it down. I'm probably never going to, but you can find it. It's, it was it's a beautiful amazing. moment in time. It was a great time. It was, it was a simpler time. Yeah. It was a much simpler time. But, you know, I we're thinking about revamping it, but we got to figure out our schedules and shit. But mm. anyway, so we'll get into it. So I Very wanted to talk. We're together all the time. So <laughs> that part, like, I don't even, the fact that we're even recording like this is funny because I just saw you and I'm about to see you on Thursday night. Like what's happening. Um, but I wanted to talk about just being a business, like a mom, a single mom and a business owner and what that really takes, the things that we face in the lens of like 
shit, whatever. Like what, you know, how it falls, how it lands, what are those things that you're super proud of? I think is probably where we can start and then we can always we'll, well I'm sure we'll venture off into something else. Well, uh, you know it's hard out here for a camp. Trying to get this money for the rent. For the rent. Yes. And COVID on top of that. And COVID. So um, I was actually just talking about this to a guest earlier today and yesterday. I seem to attract a lot of educators. Mm -hmm. Uh, I get a lot of educators in my chair and I just have to commend them every time because I said, listen, one thing I learned over this panorama is that I am nobody's teacher and should not be. (laughs) Not a child. Should not be. Should not be. I should not be responsible for anybody's education under the age of 18. I can't. (laughs) Y'all should be getting paid a bajillion, like... Flipping. The fact give, that they don't, it's still like mind blowing. Give to me. these basketball players y'all salary, y'all take theirs. Right. I won't go down that uh, morality rabbit hole, but yeah, not today, sis. Not today. Anyway, pay, y'all need y'all deserve every bit of coin if you're dealing with these rag of muffins. So. <laughs> it's number one. Being a single mom in a pandemic and trying to run a business is wild. It's just some wild shit. Yeah. It's simple as that. But I'm just, my accomplishments, I guess, I'm just proud that I, I, I'm i succeeding. Yeah. Um, my rent is painted every month, and that that's about it, bro. Kids get to school every morning. And it's really just taking appreciation and the very little mundane things. Do they, get, do they brush their teeth every day? Mostly. Right. You never know with these kids. It's celebrating these little wins. Get in there and start running like, issues. Yeah. yeah. I, f- I feel like if I don't celebrate the my the tiniest, most minute of wins, then I'll mm-hmm. never feel like I'm accomplishing enough. Yeah. I think at this year, you and I really kind of buckled down. And like our phrase together is uh, eyes on the prize. And <laughs> it's like, it's time for us to do one of these friends. And I thought it would be really important to share because I think a lot of times um, when women are trying to navigate the space, what, what women do really well is come together. But for those of us that don't have that experience, I think it's important to talk about why it's important to have people in your corner, why you need these people, even like you and I are nowhere near in the same field, not even kind of. However, our support of one another is really important, right? So it's having an accountability buddy, which um, kind of, I'll, I guess I'll lay out, what, oof, honey, I'll be telling you, I'll be telling you. Um, <laughs> Are you alone? Yes. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's really about having those connections and people to hold you, not just accountable, but just to feel you in those spaces. And we don't talk enough about that as entrepreneurs, as women, and as people. I know we talk about nurturing for women mostly. I think any, anybody can gain from this, but I, when I talk about women specifically, because that's who I go up for and that's who I represent, so that's what I'm talking about, but I imagine this could apply for anyone else, is finding someone to be your partner and not necessarily be in your business. Yeah. 
and just being that sounding board or like, hey, girl, like, I think for us, it was like not spending money it was like, because we will spend some money on some food and an experience. <laughs> I will cash out for an experience. <laughs> I don't care. Okay. I don't care how much it is. Or a convenience. I'm paying for it. <laughs> because what's the alternative? What is? To make the spaghetti in my fridge? What? There's spaghetti in Don't spaghetti in there with me. But we had a sp- it's spaghetti in there. Uh, each other. Um, it, we had to say, okay, well, if we do this, like, do we have enough to like, do what we really want to do? And if the answer was no, then the answer was no. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was so ghetto. Uh, kicking it in the house it was just like okay well I guess we just about to turn up at the house and keep it super low key and it wasn't even turned up like that it was like watching Madam Secretary (laughs) that's it until you fell asleep (laughs) Madam Secretary the West Wing the West Wing I got you up on that you tried to tell me you wasn't into it I knew you would fall into it that shit is fucking fire any episode yeah bruh my thing now is a Greek myths. So there's on IMDb TV Plus. I didn't even know they had their own streaming service, but they, they sure have added it to everybody's uh, Amazon. Mm-hmm. Did no you problem. do the update on Amazon? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And the Fire yeah, TV yeah. and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. So it said uh, Great Greek Myths. And I have been. So I just read a book called Great Greek Myths. See? Um. Okay, so back to the advice for like really leaning in on your friends. Yes. Um, it's 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 a lot of calling in people who are like-minded. So like you were saying, we are in completely separate fields. Um I feel like we have the same mission in both yeah. of our fields, but cool completely different pathways, different branches on the same tree, if you will. Mm -hmm. And it's really important to have someone who's like, yes, I need to get my eyes on this prize. And even if we both had separate goals, the fact that we are both really focused and determined to level up, to get this knowledge, to get Mm -hmm. this bread, to get these babies um, raised in a, a healthily holy as holy as possible because mm-hmm. you don't fuck up your kids but you want to anyway. do as little as possible you want to just do it better than your mom and daddy did it yeah you know just right uh, breaking these generational curses and things of that nature um so it's really important to find your i almost said something i know village mm-hmm and to find your your connections. And I think that when you set your intentions to really be about that, like once you set your goal, mm-hmm. those people will start to enter into your life if they're not there already. And if mm-hmm. they are there, then they their um, you know, their paths will your paths will connect. Yeah. And I really feel like that's how it's been for us, both being single parents, really committed to raising these children, you know, as correctly as possible. Right. Um, doing the best that we know how. And also out here getting this money, but not in like a capitalist kind of way. Yeah. Just as even though, you know, you can't really avoid capitalism, but. That's another tangent. <laughs> but um, 
I gotta tell you something later. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to talk, talk, getting this money in a capitalist way while still, you know, just trying to minimize the pro, you know, like minimize this proximity to whiteness. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's it. Minimize that. Yeah. And uh, but overall, being the goal is it's good to have. You need to have this village around you. You yeah. have this team of people. You can't. It's important to know that you, it's not something that can be done alone. Even though we do things alone, a as lot. Women, as single women, women, especially black women, things, women of color, black women of color people. I use women with an X instead of an O. Um, I got to tell you something about that too. But oh another, god, yeah, another tangent. Yeah, there's some language around that that we're not supposed to use. So. God damn it. I know. I know. It's fine. We try. Everybody's just, we just trying stuff out. You know what I mean? I have to go. I got to go into my pay my webpage and actually change that. Wow. Okay. Shit. I know. I loved that, but it was, it's not, it was never for me. So if it needed to change and those, that those women didn't want that, then it's what it is. I don't got no complaints. Like, no, 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 no. How do I refer? No, no, no. How do I call everybody no, no. in, sis? That's all. Yeah. There's uh, what so you want I, to say? Fine. Whatever. I knocked that whatever. out. What what, whatever. Give me a list. I don't care. I'm not complaining. Um, I'm taking this trans and queer reproductive um course through Beyond Birthing, mm-hmm. which is a, an extension of their doula program. And I was looking at that and they put it really eloquently. It wasn't a call out. It was definitely a call in and kind of changing my mind about even how that's why I want to do that course so bad uh, with inclusive, having inclusive practices as doulas, because it's a constant learning. And this is what I want people to really get. And we can get back to this, but just thinking about how language is changing and how we're trying to catch up with this identity of folks that we've continued to ignore. So to integrate it in our, what we understand as normalcy, right? Which is more mostly heteronormative based in white supremacy. So, <laughs> so anytime something needs to change, I'm down. I just want to make sure I'm doing the right things for the right reasons, and it needs to make sense. I also need to know what the other side of the argument is. And mm-hmm. most of the time it's, you know, pretty fucking simple. Um, let me just call you what you prefer to be called and let's do, let's let me work on that so I can be a better person. Cause I don't need to understand it. No. I don't need to know why. I don't. You want me to, like, I wouldn't want someone to call me Adrian. My name's Andrea. It's as simple as that. Like, it's not difficult at all. It's not. My name's Andrea. It's not Andrea either. Like it's Andrea. Call me Andrea. Um, and so I feel like it's the same thing. But anyway, going back to what you said, I don't know if you were done. I've been yeah, having a lot of ADHD t- tangents recently. Go ahead. It's all good. I can be done because I can't remember what I was talking about. <laughs> okay. Uh, I will piggyback on what you said. I agree. The village is so important. And I was talking about this last year, that book I gave you, How We Show Up. And it really talks about even how we look at our partners or our friends. Sometimes we rely too much on people that don't have the capacity to give us certain things Mm -hmm. when they're great in one area doesn't mean that they can provide everything for us in every single area. And that has been really true, 
especially with like romantic partnerships is your partner can't be everything. And most of the time they're not going to be, they're just, it's just no, no way. And then add kids and add bills and life and their goals, their, you know, their things. And so aside from that, thinking about the village itself, it can include that partner, but it's not a necessity, right? Like right. the village to me is, hey, this is going on or whatever, or I can pick up the phone and call, or I think about somebody and call like, hey, what's up, what you need, right? I had a friend hit me up um, about some stuff that they're, they're, that they're going through and I, was, and, I have, and I have been there and I was like, okay, well first, like, are you safe? Are you good? Okay. How can I support you? And I think that's probably one of the best things that we've even incorporated a lot. Like, hey, girl, you got capacity? Um, oh, this happened? Tell me everything. Or, oof, let me t- tell me later because I can't handle it. Right? Um, just risk honoring that space. But it doesn't cut me off from you because you're not in the capacity right now. It doesn't cut you off from me to do that because I can always come back to you and say, okay. Um, let me tell you, or I can pick up the phone and call somebody else if I need to. Um, but in order to build that, you have to be, you can't come with your, your, your handout really. Right. 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 right, right. You got to come willing to kind of, it's, it's not a give and take really. Cause sometimes it is a lot of take, but it has to be not even take. I don't even feel like it's take. I just feel like this is our thing. This is our bowl. This is what we put into and pull out of. And no one's tripping, right? Like, it's kind of like you get, you buy a bag of Skittles. You buy a bag of Skittles. I buy a bag of Skittles. Now pull out, you know, we jump it in a bowl. Now pull out the Skittles that belong to you. Right. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. and that's how I view the village. It's like, if, if we even took that same concept and grew it larger, right? Because I think we, okay, so we have our relationship, but we also have friendships with other people that don't necessarily intersect. There is some intersection, but thinking about those other people, um, that continues to add to me, that adds to that bowl, right? So I might have a bowl with someone else, but I might be able to take something from this bowl, not even take, just transfer. Because it's, again, pick out whichever Skittle belongs to you, and that's not how it works. You may have something, you may have some information or whatever, and say, oh, girl, don't even worry about that. I got you. I already know somebody. That can, right? Like, it's like, whatever. Who cares? And too far times, too for too long, we have looked at each other because of how we've been socialized and said, it's not enough for all of us. And that's not true. Right. And I think that's one of the biggest hurdles I've seen, especially for the young, for the young queens out there. It is more than enough for everybody. It's more than enough. It's too many of us on this planet that need something. Yeah. It's too many of us. There was something that I saw, some meme. I can't remember how it started, but it was just like, you can't, comp- oh, it's, you can't compete with me because I want you to win too. Why would I want, I want, I want you to call me and say, hey, I, I did this thing. Oh, tell me every, oh, you want something? Like, I want to know that shit. I want to be supportive. Why does, where does that come from where people think that that takes from them? Right. Where does the jealousy even come from? I don't, I don't know. I feel like we outgrow people. Oh yeah, that too. I, I saw a meme today and it said, 
I they had like a relationship coach and their relationship coach said, you outgrow your friends, some of your friends every seven years. And I thought, damn, that's kind of true. Because it's not necessarily people fall out, but some people are not going where you're going. That's very true. Imagine how, not only trying to get rid of your baggage, but holding on to somebody with their baggage, trying right. to get you. No, I ain't going to be able to do it. Yeah. I need to lose 20 pounds. So. <laughs> Tyrant's in the background. Tyrant, it's just, you know, they Listen, exist. It's too quiet. Your sister already told me he was awake. So you're good. Okay, thank you. Just keep quiet because I'm busy. Um, and what has been the saving grace, at least for me, coming out of, even during stay in place, it didn't feel like stay in place to us for real. Mm-mm. We had our bubble. I was, we just did what we could with what we had and try to make the most of it. Yeah. I mean, and even now, like we're not really out of that. I mean, it's just now we can go outside. Right. I'm but not that's still that like still box tonight. But you, yeah, it's still, it's still <laughs> very much. It's, why are we open? <laughs> but also, I can't stay home. So. Right. <laughs> What do I do? Yeah. You just you but just exist. Pretty much. You just exist. So that's really interesting though. You outgrow, you know, uh, every seven years. But that makes sense as to why they say relationships, if you can make it past seven years, chances are you'll make it mm. in the long haul. Yeah. You see that for romantic relationships. I imagine that goes the same for most platonic relationships as well. Yeah. Yeah, people get really nervous about having to make those changes. Mm-hmm. And I don't. Not anymore. Not I'll anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. I had to really come to grips with, you know, I can't be one person to everybody. And coming to that realization really broke my heart because it made me have to look around the room and go, wow, this is no longer the friendship relationship, however you want to call those connections with not, not, I'm not talking about romantic, just friendships. Like Mm -hmm. this is no longer fair exchange. It's robbery now. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And I just had to, I just let go of a friend situation, you know, Mm -hmm. just had a disconnection with a friend feeling the same way. Yeah. It's, it's, it's robbery at this point. Right. And, and I don't necessarily think people are trying to do those things. I do believe people, if we allow it to go on, we're enabling. Yes. And And that's where I draw the line. And it's about reevaluating. And that's something like you, you had said it a long time yeah. ago, or, or, you know, speaking to yeah. this particular situation, like it's yeah. time to reevaluate. And that needs to be something that you do across Period. the board in all your relationships. It's time, you need to periodically reevaluate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, like, are you fit? Are, are you fit to be on my team right now? Or do we need to mm-hmm. like, you know, separate for a little bit, maybe in a little bit when I'm, however, pa- life 
be life and yeah. you know, the paths uh, move along, maybe our paths will cross again. Yeah. But um, sometimes it's just like, okay, well, we're not fit together right now. We're not a good team right. member right now. And that's okay. Right. There's nothing wrong. It doesn't have to be a, a negative falling out. It doesn't have to yeah. be something where it's um where there's beef or bad blood. It could be all love. Yeah. It's not right for the space and mm-hmm. any person in any capacity. Yeah. Even when I think about business too. But yeah. Thinking about those big revamps and the things that we're supposed to be working on this week. We are we are back in eyes on the prize this week, y'all. Yeah. So. I was thinking about that too. You know, I think about that too from where, where I am um, in the place I am business-wise as well. Mm-hmm. Just, am I fit for this team? Are they fit for me? Mm-hmm. Where where do I want my path to go? What are my goals now? And how? Mm-hmm. What, what team do I need to be on that's going to give me those goals? Yeah. And again, that reevaluating. It's the constant reevaluation. And what I also want to point like, out. Do it yearly. I mean, they do a, it quarter, no, girl, they do it quarterly. These evaluations. Hmm. Right. Let's, like, let's do a temperature check. <laughs> let's do a check. How Just are you something. feeling? How's it going? How are you feeling? <laughs> are you, how can I support? How can I support? Yeah. It, the reevaluation is what keeps you going too. And it keeps you from, it stops you from being stagnant and really looking, taking a step back. Like, okay, I've got this thing down. Now, what can I do next? And how does that really work? Because a lot of times, like for me, I've had to slow down just a little bit because I have these ideas to do all these things that intersect, but I got to lock down a couple of things on the way. That means I have to have focus here and then once I have that repetition, that muscle is flexed. Mm-hmm. I got that. So that's pumping already. So now I don't have to worry about that. But this one ain't ain't moving as much. So now I got to take that focus. Now I'm hyper-focused here, where this one, I don't even have to think about. It's just straight up muscle memory. Um, and I have to remind myself constantly that I cannot do everything. I can't. I just can't. And when we do these sprints of time, where we're really focused on, okay, what's our list? So another thing we say is, is it on your list? Right. Nah, is sis, it, it ain't on my list. list. <laughs> is it on your list? No, it's not on my list. Um, and really writing it down. Yeah, writing it down is huge. It I is. got a new notebook. Yeah, Getting things done. <laughs> Getting things done. So from to-dos to ta-da's. From to-dos to ta-da's. I love it. I just, I I guess we could give a list of some shit at the end of things that we did. I wanted to talk through a little bit more about why you think your work is important and why you do what you do. Like, Why did you decide to do the work that you're doing now? This is actually, you know, this is how I know, like, this is a real just God thing, universe thing, whatever. Because I started talking about this with my guests. And when I had new people sitting in my chair, mm-hmm. I tell them, I, you know, I start off and I say so a little bit behind, about myself. I've been behind the chair for such and such years. 12. 12. Yeah. 12, 12. But um, 
I've been behind the chair 12 years and I've had this studio, this house of curls. Um, that's the name of my, that's my brand name. Um, since February of this year. And the reason why I started it was because I really, um, wanted to put a focus on textured hair. And what happened was last year, yeah, 2020, Mm -hmm. after George Floyd was killed, and there was a huge uproar across every industry. The Mm -hmm. beauty industry um, was not missed in this. So there was Mm -hmm. a huge call out. Uh, Brands were dismantling their entire educator, you know, their entire education team because they didn't have any people of color on their team and they knew that they needed to revamp it. Everybody started coming out with like curly stuff and curl education and and there was like a hyper focus on that. And my, from what I saw being in the middle of that, because I just started working particularly, particularly for a texture company and, um, what I saw was really lacking is that at the end of the day, it's still a very capitalist movement Hmm. or like from these, from the standpoint of these major brands, capitalism is at its core. Mm -hmm. It's about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, It's a capitalist move at the end of the day. How can I turn this into some money? Now we're being Mm -hmm. called out. So we got to fix it. And then now how can I make money off of it? Mm -hmm. And And it's still centering whiteness. And it's still centering whiteness. It's very much still centering whiteness. Yeah. It's not giving the diversity, the equitable practices to bring people in. And it's not inclusive enough to hold the people if you get them. Because it's centered around that point you just said. Yes. Holding them once you get them. And now here we are a year later. Uh, uh, Derek Chauvin is in prison. Who is Derek Chauvin? Oh, shit. The guy that killed Floyd. Sorry. No, it's okay. I mean, does his name need to be So many. So many names. Right. So things are on the up. Whatever is justice being served. So, but we're in a unique place where now it's now it's like the rubber is hitting the road. Mm-hmm. Is this going to be sustainable? Are you going to sustain this momentum, or are you going to, um, you know, just kind of fall by the wayside about it? And yeah. I'm noticing that a lot of white beauty professionals who are curl specialists and texture texture gurus whatever the fuck Ugh, they should never they, say guru but okay not 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 you i know why you're saying guru because that's no, what I'm, they say i'm girl i just I, <laughs> let me get off i, I gotta stay okay you got okay oh and they're like these texture specialists and they don't really do texture like that what do you mean when you say texture my thing is they so texture white professionals they'll go from blowing out every client they have whether you have curly or straight hair to now grabbing a diffuser and diffusing their curly white 
POC, non-black, uh, non-black uh, POC mm-hmm. uh, hair, and they'll just like diffuse it and just you know some who's got like ringlets or something like that. But we're yeah. not really hankering down and getting into tight coils and mm. type four C, you know, like that that very tightly textured hair, mm-hmm. very tightly coiled hair, that very coarse hair, it's very mm-hmm. uh, that coarse? hair that coarse. Porous? I was asking porous. about porous. Oh, okay. Porous? Mm-hmm. It can be. Most of the mm-hmm. time, though, depending on depending on the, the texture type, more t- the tighter the coil, you tend to venture more towards a, a lower porosity, but that's because mm. we use a lot of products. And most of Got us it. don't clean out, uh, don't clean the hair strand as well, but different soapbox. I was a, uh, I was, I'm in a group chat and with some curl specialists. And one was saying how she had a coiled guest in her chair and she, the lady wanted a silk press and she, she says, I never do iron work is what she said. I never do iron work. And I'm like, you know what that's code for? You know exactly what that's code for. I don't do iron work. Bitch. So I put upon myself to scroll through her Instagram page, and what do I find? I find a lady with some beach waves that cannot be achieved without an iron. <laughs> you can't say that you're a curl specialist if all you do is type two and three curls. And right. I don't even like using that categorization system. Right. But for for you know to use a language that everybody is going to be able to relate to, I'll say those names. I'll use those terms. You can't say that. You can't say it. You're not a, to me, it to be being a texture specialist. It's from, it's start to finish. You know, it's not just about defining and isolating the curl because even in curl definition and defining curls and elongating curls, especially as we go towards tighter coiled hair, there is still the risk of trying to reach that, trying to have that proximity to whiteness. Mm. Mm. I, I want to define my curls. I want to elongate these curls. You know, you, everybody wants length still. Everybody wants something that looks like a, a smooth strand still. Yeah. And yeah, it's achievable. I can show you that your type four hair can go all these different places. But at the core of it, and this is my thing, my thing is at the core, I need you to love your hair as it mm-hmm. is and know that your hair coming out of your head is enough no matter what you want to do to it as a yeah. someone who claims to be a curl a curl specialist or a texture specialist you need to be doing everything that comes under that umbrella you need to know how to soak press you mm-hmm. need to know how to put a relaxer in if that's what they want because that's their fuck their fucking head of hair yeah yeah and you can do it in a healthy way you can relax mm-hmm. the hair and keep the hair healthy mm-hmm if that's their yeah. choice and you need to, it's up to you as the beauty professional to have these tools under your belt. And I don't think that you should be calling yourself a curl or coil or texture specialist. If you don't have all these things under your umbrella or you're not trying to get there. Yeah. Those are basic, basic procedures for tightly coiled hair. You can't tell if you're going to tell your guests, I never do iron work. No, because here's the thing you're going to hide under that. You're going to hide under that excuse of, 
heat damages the hair, so I don't really know. But you're using a diffuser or you're setting them under the dryer. So miss me with the bullshit if you, you just take you you're not taking the time to educate yourself. And you're mm-hmm. leaving it where it's real easy. Somebody told you what products to use, what tricks to use to get coily hair to get closer down the scale of whiteness and get it closer to a white curl. Mm. Or, you know, you know, a lat a Latin A curl or something yeah. like that. But we still don't like coarse, we still don't like tight coils, we still don't like dry or vertical growing hair. Mm. Mm. No. When when you go and like teach other people or when you take in classes yourself, are you finding that the language is really loosey goose with language, the information that you get? Yeah. So the language is loosey goose. And here's the thing. Here's something that we uh, talk about too, it, where I um the brand I work for, because uh, we had were teaching a class called like the language of texture, and I. Okay. I helped facilitate a class with my friend uh, in Virginia about diversity in texture. Because nobody really wants to talk about it. And when you talk about curls, you're like, yeah, sure, anybody can have curly hair or coily hair. But, you know, you still hear things like nappy. You still hear things like kinky. And finding how to correct them without condemning them. um, Navigating those spaces because you still have to deal with white comfortability. You just got to deal with it. And it's like, do I go hard on you and be like, where have you been? (laughs) Do I have the patience to do that? Do I have it in me to do that? You know, there was a time where they were expecting that of us while we were watching our people getting killed online, you know, on live TV or, you know, replaying stuff in the news. And it's like, I don't have the patience to to coddle white feelings while I'm dealing with this. Right. Right. I don't have it in me and I, sh- I shouldn't have it in me. If somebody got it in them, cool. You take over. Right. I don't got it. Um, and so <laughs> I'm just kind of re- trying to remember to correct with love. Yeah, sure. That's a great, because, you know, that's the best way to go about it, you know, whatever. But there's nuances to that. Um, and so yeah. it's, and then they ask you questions that, and that really leave you like, what? Why did? You, why would you say that? Did you? Did you hear yourself? And you really just gotta be like, okay, okay, oh, oh, well, um, <laughs> see, right. So, so it, navigating those spaces can be very difficult. I know there's a lady that asked in one of the classes that I was in was, you know, I have, um, I really love doing tight curl black hair. How do I, uh, how do I get more black people to, to trust me to sit in their chair and stuff like that? And I'm just like. That's on the line, isn't it? It's kind of weird. It's on the line, you know? And it's like, and really just starting off with, they don't owe you their trust. And it's if you want to earn it, you're going to have to, it's, it's going to take work and you're going to have to put that work in. And what you don't want to start while mm-hmm. yes, you want to take ownership, you know, you want to take charge of the conversation as a professional in terms of ingredients and, you know, like uh, best practices and things of that nature. Uh, 
you want to make sure that you have control of the conversation as a professional and you don't want anybody sitting in your chair and being thinking that they know more than you do. But if they do, you know, you just kind of, you got to try to get that relationship going. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, don't Mm -hmm. try and sit there and tell them what you think they need because chances are they've had too many bad experiences. And if they're taking a chance with you, they already are going really far in the trust department. But POC, black people especially, I don't always like, yeah, curly hair, whatever. But black people especially, if trying to sit in a white chair is a gamble. Huge. That's that's if you're not experiencing blatant racism. Right. Right. You got to first get over the hurdle. Am I going to experience blatant racism? Am I going to experience like blatant exclusion? I don't do this or we don't do this here. Like who the, I tell people I don't braid. Yeah, no, I'm not a braider. It takes too long, whatever. But that's one style. Right. That's a style. That's one style that I choose not to do regularly. (laughs) Right. And that's not your lane. And it's not my lane. You know, that's one thing to have a specialty. It's another thing to exclude an entire demographic right and and i i knew people in beauty school who would just were prepared to not even if they pulled a press and curl they just weren't going to do it that's not the kind of hair i'm going to do so i'm just not going to do it now you don't even do press and curl is not even an option in state board anymore they took out press and curl why you already know why and that's where my mission is. <laughs> where my mission is you got it, and, and it starts at school. We get yeah. like uh, like a like a half a chapter for curly hair. It just tells you about the hair follicle, how it grows out the head. I think that's the same practices that you see in any industry. It starts in the in the there. It's it starts early like before something even comes to full bloom it starts in how people are trained where people get their information from where mm-hmm. that information mm-hmm. is coming from uh yeah. even as available. right i mean when we look at the medical system too go ahead let me tell you something so i've been reading these books right about the history of black hair in america blah 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 and one of the um, one of the books made a very good point Madam C.J. Walker, Annie Malone, the creators of. Oh, I know what you're about to say. Yeah. Shea Moisture, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Carol's daughter. None of these people had a background in hair. None of these people had a background in hair. This is everybody fiddling around in the kitchen, putting together any recipe they used to know. And creating something for us because there's nothing there for us. What, Pant- what Pantene Relaxing Natural? That was-, that was the best that they ever... Like, once Pantene started... I ain't gonna lie. Pantene is not the best, but when it first came out in, like, for... for for uh, did, they, did they say people of color? What did they say on the... Ooh, they said bottles? something, yeah. I think it was, like, for women of color or... I think so. I think, I think it, it said for women of color or... or, or because they didn't use textured hair back then. It was something mm-hmm. else, but it was very specific. 
And I remember when the line came out and man, we were on the conditioner. <laughs> that condition, that was the best conditioner I ever had. But I, but now that time has gone on. So when we see like Carol's daughter, I use this other, um, this lock mousse for my hair when I'm locking my hair at home or whatever. But these are brands that, like you said, have created things that suit hair that isn't necessarily addressed. For a long time, we couldn't even find our hair care products in our local store. We had to go to the beauty supply. Yeah. And it was mostly top dollar for that shit. Top. We used to walk out of a beauty supply with $15, $25, $30 shampoo and conditioner each. That was like regular to us. So when people like flip out in like regular stores or go or flip out about how much they're paying for their hair, we looking at them like, oh no, we pays. We've been paying for their hair. And that's the thing, like we deserve these. That's why I get so irritated at these corporations because the amount of money that we spend, we deserve somebody trying to give a fuck about our hair, you know, or, you know, making sure that it's healthy or manageable or whatever. We deserve this somebody going in and, and learning the science and figuring out the, the chemistry and what makes it up and the, the keratins and the types of bonds. Like Yeah. Because we're willing yeah. to cash out. It's something we care about. Everybody cares about their hair. But you know, it's like so do we and we're willing to pay top dollar and do. I and do more than just for me, just for me kids and blue magic. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Like oh no. Oh no, 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 no. Aw. That was, ooh, that brought back that blue magic with the present mm-hmm. curl, honey. I can smell it, honey. Can you burn, I can smell it right burn, now. Burn your fucking scalp. Like, no, that wasn't me. That was a grease. <laughs> that was a grease. That wasn't me. That was a grease. With those, remember that meme where it was like you tried to do your own hair with the bump? You look like. Uh-huh. like <laughs> just curled on your face like this. I had a friend. Um, I get through life with that oily ass, uh, ooh, ass ooh. Oof, like See, my, mom, my mom did not believe in using relaxers and none of that. So me and my sister, our hair was always kept in its most natural state. Well, so we didn't use um relaxer is what I'm trying to say. Definitely got my hair pressed. Definitely got blow dried. But we didn't use relaxers. So my mom, I think my mom was, knew how to do our hair, but that wasn't the case for a lot of moms. And even now, even more so, I felt like back then, when I say back then, I'm dating myself or whatever. Back then when I was growing up, I'll be what, 35 in January. So when I was growing up and my mom was doing my hair, I felt like more moms knew how to do hair. And I don't mean that as a slight. I really mean, I feel like that was a product of their people, right? We didn't, so if we think about going back further and further and further and think about what we just said in our in our adult time, just now being able to find multiple types of products for our hair, going back further and not having that access because Madam CJ Walker would only reach so many people. Right. Right. It wasn't like some global distribution. So what do people do? Do exactly what you said. So whatever came down from the pipeline is what, huh? So I think it was global. It wasn't not as quick as it needed to be. 
No, no, no. Was it in a national? I don't think so. Not until she sold it. That's right. Not anyway. until she sold it. But anyway, yes. But, you know, thinking about that, my mom knowing how to do my hair, and now more moms are working, and, um, right. you, know, you know, it's not a lot of time to learn, and then maybe I didn't learn. So all I had was sisters. So all we did was braid hair all the time. My, mm -hmm. I, then I had two nieces. All we did was braid hair, do our hair, and we just knew innately or whatever, right? Just by those conversations, um, how to do each other's hair. But now when we, when we look at even our lives, I know how to do hair because somebody taught me. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't have been thinking to teach all set to do our own hair. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Didn't. A lot of, a lot of, she knows how to braid now and everything like that, but that wasn't me. That was my sister. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so, and I mean, to think like I'm the one, the beauty professional that knows how to do hair. Yeah. I just, yeah. I don't, I don't have the patience for children. <laughs> I said it at the beginning. I can't also, not, not be responsible listen. for the education of anybody under 18. I don't care what kind of education, math, I don't care, English, how to braid your hair, how to twist it. Don't rely on me. <laughs> um, but it's, and then when it, like, even on set, when she showed up braiding her hair, I was like, I immediately thought it was you. And then I didn't know until just now that you didn't even teach her. Right. And it kind of goes back to that village. Right. Very much. Okay. So. Well, I didn't pick that up. The gag is but, that's, that's one of the that's one of the questions that I ask my clients. Well, the first thing I ask them, what do you love about your hair? Most of them be like, oh, what? Love. What do I love? Oh, I never thought about mm -hmm. that. Especially from somebody who has curly, coily, textured hair. Yep. You need to know what you love about your hair. Yep. Second question. Who did your hair growing up? Mm-hmm. And that is across the board. So you have people with tight, coily hair whose mom had a softer curl. Yeah. And when, you know, if she's talking bad about you, you know, like this nappy ass shit, mm -hmm. this kinky ass, or she was relaxing your hair at three years old because she didn't yeah. know what to do with it. Yeah. Or if you got, or if you're mixed and your mom is white with straight hair or whatever with straight hair. Right. And she don't know what the fuck to do with it. So she was like, I have, I've had them show me pictures of them as kids with just shit. Because they didn't know what to do. It's mm -hmm. you need that village. You need it yeah. all goes back into the village. You need somebody. You need somebody. Yeah. You need somebody. You need you somebody. Where where the village is meant to fill in every gap, fill in every hole. Yeah. I got yeah. this one. I can yeah. do your little kids' hair. Don't ask me to teach your little kids how to do their own hair. That's <laughs> I can where show you how to do that. So comes in. That's not yeah, it. that's where so and so right. comes in. She'll sit there and get mm -hmm. the dolls. I'll supply the dolls. Like everybody get a they own doll head. I got sixteen doll heads. <laughs> everybody gets a doll head while she teaches you how to do it. Right, right, right. So you know, just things and like that's that. That's fair. It's fair. It's important to me when we talk about hair. Uh, I've shared this story on several other podcasts, but I had to check somebody about talking to my son about him having nappy hair. I was like, well, ask them when's the last time they haven't had a relaxer. Uh-huh. Silence. If you have not seen my son's hair, go look at his page. It's probably on my page somewhere. I just I just twisted his hair to go in locks. 
My if son you're still has using the word nappy. Hair. If you're still using the word nappy, and I don't mean like I do have um my old loctician, her um her name is Nappy Kim, like naps, you know, by napology, whatever. Mm-hmm. Fine, cool, Fine. great. I respect, okay, because you yeah. know what the fuck she's you're also doing. a black woman. Also, yeah, uh, yeah, key, key, because we gatekeeping that word for sure. Like, <laughs> but Whatever, um, I don't care. <laughs> and if you're not a black, if you're not reframing and repurposing that word in that specific kind of situation, but if you're using nappy in a general conversation, your proximity to whiteness is 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 at a concerning level. <laughs> You're like you're you're. you yeah, the pendulum's off. You gotta. You need to close. scoot over here. Yeah, because you know, so and so got that nappy hair. Like no. And I had somebody, uh, unfortunately, correct me with love. Somebody, you know, was talking about my daughter, thinking that she was mixed. Was sure that she was mixed. My daughter is fair AF. Has a very fine curl to her hair. It's tightly coiled, but it is finely curled. So. It's definitely listen, because you ain't just running your fingers through her hair, okay? Jeez. Anyway, <laughs> I gotta do her shit tonight, bro. She's <laughs> very fair skinned. She got two black parents. People get her confused and think she's mixed all the time, so they kind of let things slip. That mm. you know, because they think mm. I can relate to them on that level, and I can't. Good hair. It's the good hair conversation. You're lucky. And I was like, yeah, no, I don't know. She pulled some recessive genes out. Oh, wow. You're really lucky. Well, no. Well. Lucky about what? Lucky about what? What are we saying? You know how long it took me to get Rodney to really embrace his curl? I mean, his hair is just like this soft, thick, cold black hair. I mean, it is just so beautiful to me. And it took him a long time. And I even, um, I had to stop his people. Like somebody tried to put a relaxer in his hair. Hairs immediately just start breaking off. And I don't care if they know, whatever. Ain't gonna check me about it. And I was like, all it takes is proper care. You cannot put white products in a black baby's hair and expect it to work. His hair was so dry. And I'm not, a, and again, I'm not against getting your hair relaxed. I think you should get your hair done the way that you want to, but I want you to do it because you want it and not because you think that's what other, that's how other people need to see you and respect you. And that, that right. I'm like, I was going to say that respect, if that's what you need to get respect. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. not how it works. And I'm, and it. Honestly, if you're getting a relaxer, if that's what, if that's what you want, that you should definitely get it, but you should definitely be letting a professional do it. So that your hair can continue to be healthy. You're not hurting yourself. You know how many people have caused terrible scalp issues? I wonder. I will say this. There is an increasing, um, there's an increasing amount of alopecia in, bless you, in the black female Mm -hmm. community. Older women. And older black women. And I, my own theory is that it, could very well be attributed to years of relaxer and putting that harsh chemical, doing it at home. Because when you're at home, do you always put the barrier cream on? Maybe, maybe not. No. 
how do you know like this one wasn't very mm-hmm. harsh versus you know what are you doing to 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 treat the hair after you've chemically straightened mm-hmm. it? You know, and then there's a lot more yeah. science that's coming out now, which is why, you know, um, the relaxer system I use, I very rarely do relaxers, but the relaxer system I use, I think I only have one person, literally one person, and it's a man. But the relaxer system I use is a seven-step process, start to finish. So you base the scalp mm-hmm. and everything mm-hmm. like that. You put, a, you put a product over the ends of the hair, the previously relaxed hair. Then you go through and slap the relaxer on, and you got 18 minutes from start to finish. No, not 18 minutes per second. So you you need to get through that entire head in 18 mm-hmm. minutes, and then rinse it out. And then you're rinsing it out in sections because you got to go back and get what was first relaxed. You rinse that out first. Then you go in with a conditioner to bring that pH down and neutralize her in that hair. No, a conditioner. Oh wow! And then and then you do the neutralizing shampoo, mm. and then you do a bond builder, and then you do a strength t- treatment. It's, it's, Who's doing that at home? Nobody. I sure shit wouldn't. I sure shit. And I really when think I was getting my that hair that relaxed. Was a big factor as mm-hmm. to why that there's so much alopecia going on in this community in our community now. Mm-hmm. I mean, there could be mm-hmm. other factors, but I I might, I, I hypothesize. Yeah. So that's a very large contributing factor. And so it's really important that we are getting out and not just having curls because having curls is its own chore. It's a chore. Washing a chore. It's a fucking chore. Uh, it's a fucking chore. But it's really. Talk about I don't even, I can't even handle it. I'm I'm growing out my hair, but I don't know why because it's so simple to me. <laughs> And it's the longer it gets, the longer it takes to set fully saturate with water. It's really fresh. Anyway, washers mm-hmm. are a chore, but you have to know how to care for your hair in its natural state first, and then yeah. you can do whatever you want to it. But you because knowing that first step informs how you can get to those exactly. other styles. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to have that foundation. Um. Yeah, it's it's just it's really, and then it comes. You can't ignore the history. Yeah, you can't ignore it. You know, you have to see why these these styles like braiding, while while why they're being gate kept. Is that? So heavily, because did you yeah. know that we did you know that slaves were braiding maps into into people's hair? Did you know that they were braiding food into people's hair so that they could run and have something to eat or something to plant when they got to where they were going, or so that they mm-hmm. knew where they were mm-hmm. going? Do you, braiding a map? Can you? The level of genius Be- is astonishing. We glaze over that, but they were braiding maps into their hair. I am forever in awe, forever in awe at what my ancestors Mm -hmm. were able to accomplish in order to ensure survival. And just survival. can't ignore that. You cannot gloss over that. That has to be a part, a, a critical core part as to why is the what you're learning when you're learning about mm-hmm. texture and coils. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. has to start there. You have to yep. have reverence. Yeah. You cannot move on without this reverence. You can't do it. Nope. You can't do it. Otherwise, it'll just be a capitalist venture. It'll just be just a clout venture. Another it'll thing that's that. championed by a white woman that had nothing to do with it, and she's just doing it for a style. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't like that. Yeah. I'm coming over here always talking about, oh, I'm a curl specialist all of a sudden now because you stuck a diffuser in somebody's head. Don't That's, give me that bullshit. People have been using diffusers what forever. Do you know? What do you know? What do you know about this? I'm looking at these great Greek myths every night. Fucking Zeus, the statue of Zeus, curly head, her curly head, dude. You know, like it's. You know where, you know where that place was. Exactly. Why do we keep playing these games? Like it's it's wild to me. We go all the way back to these Egyptians who would shave their head and then put a wig on. We've been doing the wigs, babe. Just, you want to talk about a full beat face? Like I promise you, babe. Let me give me ten years. I'll have a whole book on the anthropology of hair. I'll have whole books. A whole book. I mean, because it's, it's just, wild. It's so much to it, and you cannot just be like, oh. Hair is such the idea that your hair is your crown came from us. Yes. And it because is. they really were we were really braiding our hair into there crowns. Are, there are tribes that your hair, the way your hair is braided, will show your marital status, like your age. Who's doing that? Who's doing that? Nobody. Who's doing that? Nobody. We need to give Mofos they flowers, bruh. It's wild to think that's a crazy concept. I won't let you in this. I won't. I won't give you my knowledge without you know. Without your you giving flowers where flowers are due. Ooh, it's that critical race theory. It is critical race theory. It's critical race theory. And and here's what I want y'all to really be thinking about, especially for those of us who are not familiar. And that could be any person of color, right? We only know we know. I like what she just told me. I knew about the crowns. But the maps in the hair, like, but I can see that. I used to put, when I used to braid hair, I used to put initials in people's hair. I used to spell out my friend De Jesus. Shout out to the kid. What's up with you? Um, I used to put his initials in his hair. My cut, my my brother Patrick, I used to put a P in his hair. Like, I was like, that I and I thought I was doing something. You can Google like sacred geometry and braids. You can oh, see God. geometric patterns. That can be created from. You have to give credit where credit is due. I'm interested to know why, why when we look back on slaves once they were here, we didn't see braiding, except unless it was very simple. Why you don't see it? Because you know that the intricacy was there. It had to be, but you when they the show the pictures of them, no, you it's just, just their hair is like in a poof, mm, and it's just no like. Way. Unkempt. I just cannot. They're still, you know, they're still, it's still propaganda, bruh. It's still propaganda. These were geniuses, okay? Royalty, like doctors, law, you know. Yeah. Law. You're talking That's about a, 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 a fully developed society of people living, breathing. Geniuses. Before y'all ever got here. A lot of the stuff that they, y'all, they have now like like the one of the one of the most heartbreaking things for me 
is seeing someone like, and this isn't shade to her, but I'm get, I'm going somewhere. Kim having mixed children, she had to learn how to braid. She took the time, she took the classes, right? And then she started braiding her own hair, right? There's, in theory, there's no harm there. The problem though, is not her, it's how other white people perceive her whiteness and that hair. It has literally nothing to do with her intention. And so you have to be careful, right? Bruno Mars, for example, a very light-skinned man, whatever, racially ambiguous, he talks about where he gets his influences from and, and he specifically simple. talks about where. And when people talk about her with her braided hair, which I personally don't have a problem with it technically, where I have a problem is when we see things like they invented this. Bitch, are you fucking kidding me? And, Excuse uh, even though, me? Even though a lot of the times it's not their fault that like it's media outlets say that, I think it's really important for those that have that access and know that that's happening to say something about it. Exactly. And we're not in the age where we got to wait for news to come out because that mm. whole family has addressed things on social media so many times. You know, you know what it would take for me to feel a little bit better is like, let's be clear. I had to learn to make sure to braid my child's hair because I wanted her to love her hair because that's what she said on her show, right? I started braiding my hair because it's easier for me. But I do want you to know this came from Black people and Black women. A Black woman showed me how to take care of my Black child's hair. Let's be clear. But it was never anything in that way. Same thing with Kylie and her baby. Same thing with her and her hair. Uh, Chloe and her baby. Like, y'all all got Black-ass babies. So not calling you racist, but what I am saying is your, your extent to inclusion cannot stop at your kids or the man you happen to be having sex with. It can't. And, and this cyclical, like, we literally, this is, I wish people would like wrap their minds around this, right? We start this conversation talking about the, the village, there's something that we rely on. It started, we are communal by nature or by heritage anyway. And we had to become even more hypervigilant in the village because we had nothing else. And then we started to get other things, but it was so scarce, we still only had ourselves. So we could talk about housing, we can talk about food, we can talk about medical care, we can talk about education, we can talk about uh, ownership, we can talk about any of that shit, right? But as this pendulum, uh, as everything keeps spiraling out, the village is still at the core because even today in 2020-21, honey, we are still having conversations about this is the first black person to blank. Yo, how? 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 And like, how do you have an institution that has been around for the test of fucking time and this is the first black person? You're out your damn mind. Or the first Latinx person, or the first gay person, or the like whatever this person is, but you know what what they're really saying is we've only had white people. Thank you for coming. Now have a seat. Cuz that's what that sounds like to me. You yeah, haven't even so. tried. And it's giving, it give most of the time these situations very much give the spook who sat by the door. Have you ever read that book or seen that movie? I've, I've seen the movie and I saw it hella long ago. I heard the book was better though. Book is fire. It's my, okay. it's, it's on my top five favorite books. Girl, me, I knew you was going to give me a book today. Let me go ahead and put this right the on in my Kindle. Sat by the door. And I just, it's, 
this man infiltrate. He goes into audition to be in the CIA. Mm-hmm. Group of black people. Right. They're gonna let one black person integrate into the CIA. The prize horse. One. And so, out of a group of like twenty of them, and he finally makes it into the CIA. All the rigorous uh, physical, mental tests, all of that. He mm-hmm. passes it, makes it. They put that motherfucker on a desk in a closet. And that's still happening today, 2021. Here's your price <laughs> There you go. We gave you a nigger. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's even the when we talk about proximity to whiteness, too, I want folks to think about this. We, 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 you can only be in a place and not pick up on it for so long. (laughs) That's it. Especially the more money you make. The more disconnected you get, right? Because it's for us, when we get successful, there's hell of fear underneath it. It is not propelled by our success. The fear gets bigger and bigger and bigger if unkept, right? Un- unkempt, it gets bigger and bigger. So now you're definitely more disconnected from whatever's considered other. And these circles, right? See, okay, so here's the thing. This is great. Somebody posted a um, a reel with, the, what is that nigga's name? Floyd Mayweather talking okay. about being a billionaire. So he was like, this is cool. Your house is cool. But I want to have a house like this. Your yacht is cool, but I want to have a yacht like this. Um, so I would tell my billionaire friends, how do I get to where you're getting? And what I said was, I just really want us as a collective to be constantly evaluating our our proximity to whiteness. Because that's what he was really getting at. And I had to start off with, like, first of all, we're talking about a man that can't or won't read. Wanting to be a billionaire. For what? I don't mind people getting money. I don't mind you getting money. But I I want to know. You got to get money. You got to. We have to. But we got to always be evaluating. You got to have these core values, Brett. Because what can you really do with a billion dollars? I mean, look what these billionaires are doing. Going to fucking space. space And people are starving. Their own employees are starving. You can't reach a billion. Listen, and I struggle saying this. I know. As, I know, because like, our girl. State, right. But you can't get to a billion without, without some kind of exploitation. Mm. I'm looking for a way. I'm going to unpack this. I know. Later. I can't. It's too much for me now. I'm going to, I'm unpacking it in time because I want her to get every single. I want her to get every fucking thing. I will forever buy. Ever. Okay? I don't care. And at but see, that's time, us though. We buys. I'm going to. I, I want to. But really, for me, I think it's in the space. I'm sorry. It's I think it's that's in okay. the space of black men. And like when it comes to like that whole like getting money billionaire kind of mindset, it's really problematic when it comes to black men specifically Oof. because they they what did we say? What did you what did your homegirl say? Black men. Black men are white women with penises. <laughs> Shit. Shout out to my girl Ty. 
shit hit home. That's when it gets especially dangerous because y'all don't want diversity. Y'all don't want equity. Y'all don't want inclusion. Y'all want power. Yes. And then and that so shit goes all. And they yeah. too. And it comes back. Their to diversity the starts and stops with their family. Huh. And that goes back to the village because if the if your people around you are Come exploiters. Come on. Okay. You get to it. You get to it. <laughs> if your people around you are like motherfuckers that don't give a fuck about nobody but themselves and what they That's can it. take from somebody else. Mm-hmm. What you bring it to your own Come table? on, word. What are you bringing? What are, you what bringing? are we bringing? Back to the village. Ain't that something? What are you doing, bro? What are you doing for the for your for for your people? What are you Let me doing tell you what the village looks like. Yeah. Let me tell y'all what the village looks there like. There you go. That's what. That's hey, what it Clarice. Is. Okay. Um, you know what? I want to do X, Y, and Z, but it goes against everything that I value and that matters to me. What you about to say to me? <laughs> you want to do what? Why? <laughs> Where's it gonna get well, you? Well, cause. Well, I thought, like, that's what accountability looks like. Accountability. What about? What about? What about? So? So what? We just had a conversation the other day. And I was like, okay, but, like, how does that align with maintaining your own sanity to continue to be mom, boss, entrepreneur? Like, how does that fold into that? Like, I don't. Because feelings are feelings. That's cool. But like what are what's like what are what's the angle? Where are we going? So let's 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 talk about this. Why do you want to do this? What what are you trying to achieve? Is there what's another the goal? way that you can achieve this without right. that right? compromising? No. It's not. This is that's what the village looks like. Yes. That's the imbalances. That's it. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a living organism, y'all. It, it is, is not. It is a, the, the village is a living organism. It's a living oh, organism. I gotta write that down somewhere. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> this is fine. It's a living, or look it. The village is a, look, oh, look. <laughs> and these, I bought, I bought both of these for us at the same time. Or we bought these at the same time. These same exact books. Mm-hmm. Honey, and I use my book, okay? Don't even get me started. I got like 30 of them rolling around here. Right? I know. The yeah. Village is a living the village organism. is a living organism. And when you think about it like that, right? What does it take to keep something going? Well, you got to feed it. You got to. It's got to rest. What's that old indigenous? It's got to rejuvenate. Mm-mm. I don't Which know. Wolf? You got a bad wolf. Everybody, two wolves live inside you. you have an evil wolf that does all these terrible things. And you have a good wolf. And only mm-hmm. one can really survive. So, okay, which one survives? The one you feed. That's it. Which wolf? Are we dropping gems? What's going I on? Just, okay. Listen, what's I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I just feel like this is like, huh. Real shit. Right? When you think about an organ, when you think about a corporation, People get so, when we talk, I'll say this, when we talk about our successes, it's not about the money. It is about the money because it propels what we're trying to do, but Mm -hmm. we're so fixated 
on what we want, to, where we want to go. Like her, I'm about to be doing hair in Milan. Okay. Well, how the I'm fuck do we get there? Bitch, like, what do I got to do? I'm already living in a remodeled castle. In the okay. I'm what, there. What are we even talking about? Right? And, 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 we Traveling. do know it takes oh money to teaching anti-racism in the beauty. Why would I, because why would I why why would I not do that? Why wouldn't I? And that's the thing, right? So uh, it's it's bigger than the money. The it's money bigger. provides what provides the conveniences so we can do what we were set here to do. Period. It's about how you use it. It's not just about obtaining it. What you gonna do it's when not. you get it? And then what? You Listen, I like that you shit too. To bring somebody else up. Come on. Because you know why? Because you can't compete with me because I want you to win too. <laughs> it's not about competing. It's not. It's not. I would, when I, I'm probably one of the most principled people. And I'm not saying this to you, but like to folks that don't necessarily know me. And I cannot support no super capitalist male driven bullshit and won't ever i won't my entire village are people doing this work i'm not kidding you i got my home girl that we were talking to i was talking to on the phone runs an organization uh a, a nonprofit organization that helps uh high school kids graduate i have a um a queer black man therapist that not only is specifically love supporting black women and all of us women under that umbrella, but also has created space for black men to be vulnerable with themselves and have real conversations about how the world is oppressive and how they can too stop being oppressive. How they can too stop being oppressive. My because other homegirl who does hair, shout out to Selena, us, and she comes from indigenous people. Mama is about the textured hair. And be stay and I follow her on every social media. I've never I, that before. Yeah. <laughs> right? My homegirl, uh, my homegirl Andrea works in um in um uh diversity and equity and inclusion. My homegirl, um, I'm trying to think of all like I just have so many people in and out. And sometimes like my circle is it's like an orbit. That's it, right? My orbit mm, is yes. Right now, there's some people that are closer, right? There's some suns and moons in my circle, but then I got some people, got some Venuses, I got some Plutos, but they're still in my fucking orbit. And when some shit goes on, my homeboy Marcus, shout out to Marcus. I just remember him doing the doing the work. I met him at work, just doing the work, trying to do something. My homeboy Dave Seuss, trying to help some folks do some shit in an industry that we all love. And want to enjoy it because he knows how important it is for these people to succeed. I'm still gonna get my money. I still gotta take care of my family. I'm not saying that. And because like, I'm why working. am I doing this though? Well, why? It's all about why. Why? I'm getting why? this money. Why? 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 Why should I? Why should I? I have a homegirl that has an amazing idea to bring products um, from black and brown folks to other black and brown people easier. Like. What, what, like, what, the minds of these people. And do we joke around? Do we bullshit? Do we fuck up? Do we fail? Do we fall? Goddamn right. Hell we yeah. All the fucking time. It doesn't, but that's not, we keep we're not our eyes here on to, the prize. we keep our eyes on the prize. And I think 
when we start looking at our village as an organism, right? It is so important to feed it. And you can't feed it if you can't open your mouth and ask. You got to, if you don't have the support, how how do people know what you need? I had that problem where I would never say anything and I was struggling fucking silence and everybody thought it was cool. And then the minute I was at the end of my rope and having to do nothing else but ask because that's how the universe works. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going to keep pushing through? That's cute. Oh, you going to ask. You going to ask. One way or another, you going to ask, right? Or if you're on the opposite end, you stingy with some money, stingy with some money, you're going to get all that taken away. Or you're going to have to give it in a way that is going to hurt you. Because mm-hmm. it's not, it doesn't, like I, even my, my, what I do, my voice does not belong to me. I tell people that all the time. It's not mine. I didn't, wasn't given this voice for it to be about myself so I can just be seen and amplify my own voice. What, that doesn't even make sense. But everybody's not going to do that though. So because we need all these people, I just named what, seven different people in seven different spaces and seven, oh, cybersecurity. Yes, my homegirl's in cybersecurity. One of the only black women I know in cybersecurity and tech. Wow. And self-taught. Oh, like, are great. you kidding me? Like, I, we're talking about people in these spaces that have worked hard to get there and want to do something with the work that they're doing. And I wish we would take capitalism because Listen, a lot of us don't want to be inconvenienced, and I get that. Not everybody's going to be as radical as me. That's also cool. But I wish we would actually use these powers for good and not just say we do. Because it's not enough anymore for us to just be happy that you're here. Right. It's not enough anymore. It's not. You can't. I'm not patting you on the back saying, good job, you got a good job. And okay, I that's cool, none of this. so I don't what? Want that, uh, I don't want that WEB Deborah bullshit either. Where you got this, where you got this mindset of like the talented tenth, where you or you belong to this exclusive, you know, like you whatever, and you're here. It's that black elitist idea that elitism. I am not this. I am black, but I am not that kind of black. It yeah. is white supremacy repackaged and scratched out white and put black on it. That's all it did. We've seen that happen over and over and over again. The same thing with our Afro Latinas. They just had, what was the, it was Latin, Latinx equal, was it equal pay? Was it, I don't know. I don't remember, but I have some Afro-Latina friends and they were talking about their experiences as darker, black looking Latinx folks and having to combat not only their struggles here as in, in our society, but having to deal with the colorism and all that, like. It's all about your proximity to whiteness. And I wish we would just stop and think just for two seconds. Why do I really feel this way? Mm -hmm. Really? What's the real reason? And even with like queer folks. In here in LA, I was um, on TikTok and this woman was saying how she came down from the Bay, was visiting and every gay club she went to, it was for for, um, white men. Well, what about like, regular lesbians like like where and the person and she she went to some club that everybody knows down here i think it's called the abbey and the woman the bartender was just like we don't have any it's all of them we just come into their space because that's all we have right and again proximity to whiteness and that proximity to whiteness is always with white men at the top let's be clear yes it's always at the top 
right? It ain't even about who has the money anymore because we know who's making the money. We know who's actually successful now. So if we know that more black and brown women are actually graduating with several different degrees, opening more businesses and taking up more C-seat suites, why don't we see them more? Gatekeeping. And all it does is it revert back to the same white supremacist pyramid scheme that we've all been sitting in and we call it gatekeeping. Or we say, oh, credentials. Well, how am I going to get the credentials and how am I going to learn if somebody doesn't fucking teach me? How? But that's what people do. I, I cannot wait to share some of my experiences in this doula process because when I'm reading books sometimes, when I'm reading um, training materials, when I'm reading manuals or instructions, how blatantly exclusionary they are is absolutely absurd. It's absurd. I mean, it's like, what world do we live in where we're still talking about a, a wife and husband? Yeah, like that simple. I can't even get into the meritocracy of it all. Like I can't even do that. I'm talking about baseline inclusive language. And some folks, granted, are actually really trying to be better. So I'm not pointing anyone out in particular, but I love to learn shit. So anytime somebody tells me a new thing, like hypnobirthing is a new, not new, it's like, um, anyway. So hypnobirthing is another, uh, it's kind of like, it's like an extension of Lamaze, really. Any of any of the practices, at least from what I've seen and understand, are offshoots from what Lamaze is now. And makes sense and it's fine. They all still work. Well, when I'm looking and trying to search places, like I needed to find a place that actually did the training. And I'm reading some of the course, course materials and I was just like, who the fuck are they talking to? Go buy this. Go buy that. Go buy this. Wait. So... I need to have rich money to have a comfortable, safe, and sound labor and delivery? I got to have this and thing, this thing, that thing. How? You, you can't, you can't, we can't talk like that. We can't. I, I have to stop because everything that I'm re- I read is so indoctrinated with that shit. I have to stop and think when someone asks me, what do I put in my diaper bag? What do I put in my hospital bag? Go online, look at the list. They tell you everything you need to buy. Nothing of the alternatives. Nothing. So what about these teens that get pregnant, get kicked out, whatever? Who don't get what a baby shower. Who don't get a baby shower. Because one, their kids, if their kids and their friends are young or don't, or, or just simply don't have it for whatever reason. So... When I ran out of best breast pads, you know what I did? Folded the dish towel, put them hoes right here. And that worked just fucking fine. And you know what I did? Rinsed that hoe out, had another one on rotation. Like, what, so what, like, oh, well, I don't have a yoga ball. No problem, babe. Get you a couple of pillows. Oh, you don't have pillows? That's cool too. Go get on a chair. Go get on a bench. You're going to get real low. Like, having these alternatives and presenting the alternatives first before we present the option that you can buy so that that person does not feel like they are not deserving of the care that they fucking deserve. And I'm sick and tired of us 
presenting people, whether it's breastfeeding, not breastfeeding, epidural, not epidural. No, a natural birth is a birth that you choose that works for your body. That is a natural birth. A natural birth is when you and your baby survive. That is a natural fucking birth. So can we stop shaming people? And we do it in these weird undertones. And then you want to gatekeep people. How? Over COVID, the, the number of babies that have been born since last year has been astronomical. When I say I am booked up, I am booked up. I had two moms that one was due four weeks, one was due two weeks. They had babies in weeks of each other. Within a week. Within a week. It wasn't even uh, It wasn't even a full seven days. Yeah. Before the other one went into labor. We're talking about moms having babies and the experience that any person deserves. Someone's hiring me to do something. My next goal is to start bringing on other doulas, gra- graduating from whatever these weird ass, like I'm not going to say that, graduating with no experience. Come, let me take you. Let me show you. Because it's not enough. That training I went to, the, my only saving grace is my own fucking heritage. That is the only saving grace for me being doing what I do. Otherwise, I would be completely lost. I have people calling me, reaching out to me from my same cohort. Don't tell me about my credentials. Don't tell me about what you know and what I don't know. Because what I do know is you're not speaking. Whoop. <laughs> You're not speaking to the people that you claim you care about. You're not. That's it. And there's more people pregnant that are that have less than there are that people that have more. And that's a fact. So what are we doing about it? We also gatekeep them because most of that group, that group, that dynamic don't know what a doula is from the first. They don't know. Why is that? Oh, access. Oh, education. Oh, money. Oh, okay. They don't deserve to have these things. And that's why like that course I've been telling you about is so important to me. And I don't even know who needs to come join it at this point. I just want people to start having the conversation around child, uh, not child, not child support. Um, um, the maternal business of it all and understand what your rights are. Understand that you can say no. You can say no. You can have somebody support you. You can like, it's so much shit that I'm learning. I'm It's blowing my fucking mind. Right. And it's sad. It's so sad. And so I'm, you know, and I'm talking about doula work, but when I was in tech, the same fucking shit. You hire me to come do diversity, equity, inclusion, and then you then I have to re-interview every time that I want to do something that's more inclusive. How? What are you saying to me? Oh well, I want to. Um, let's review everything you do. Okay, so did you hire me to do it or not? Honestly, like, what are we doing? See, but goes back prize horse. We know that black and brown women, black women specifically, are four times more likely to die from childbirth or have pregnant pregnancy-related complications. We know it. We know it. More black women develop preeclampsia and um, diabetes from pregnancy than anybody else. 
are other are other um, brown women as well. But I'm talking. I'm just talking about black women because I know the number in my head. That does not take away other black and brown um, impoverished non woman cis woman presenting people are experiencing terrible births because people don't give a fuck. And they haven't been able to get the information that they deserve so that they can get the care that they need. Because you can look up, how do I have my birth? And you don't get all kinds of information. And I'm not saying you can't Google, but when you don't have the information and you don't know the questions to actually ask, now you are at the whim of someone else's opinion of you, how you show up. Like imagine being a trans person having a baby, like pregnant with a baby and having to constantly tell people that I am not a man or I'm not a woman, excuse me, having to continuously check you and then for their whole lives having to correct people and come out and all this other type of stuff, all for their birthing experience to be treated as if, well, like it's some secret that we like, oh, well, we, but we know that you're a woman. Or making like little jokes. Yeah, making like jokes, thinking that you're being fucking funny. It's like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Like, no, ha, ha, hell. Little different up top than it is at the bottom. Do you know how crazy that is? Jesus Christ. And I'm sorry if that triggered anybody, but that's the conversations and things that I read online. And some of these birth workers are just so fucking oblivious. Like, listen, get your money, baby. I'm not mad at you, but can we talk about it for real? Cause the women that can afford these additional, like a birth center, these, um, a midwife to come to your house, not one that's in Kaiser. Cause and shout out to Kaiser. Y'all trying to get it together with at least here in California, trying to get it together with your uh, maternity wards. But like, what? It's not fair. And so when even when we look at hair, what you've been talking about this whole time, imagine your whole life you've been told that your hair is not good enough. And the and how you know is because you don't see your own hair. You can't buy the products that make your hair look nice. And nobody told you your hair looked nice because everybody's so busy trying to get it straight as fucking possible. Yep. My hair is my hair. I'm so detached from my, to me at this point, right? My hair is what I decide it is. And the way I've been doing my hair for the last, I don't know, 15 years, for, well, that's not true. Maybe like 10 years has been very much natural. But for me, what's important to me is ease. Relaxers don't necessarily give me ease because that means I got to wrap my hair. Do I love my, do I miss my pixie cut? Hell yeah. When I cut my dreads, I might go back to a pixie cut, but that's my choice. I'm not going back to it because I want to be respected or seen some kind of way. Right. These locks that I have, I like, I, she, so Clarice was, had locks when I met her. She's like, you should, you should lock your hair. And I was like, thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it, because my hair was like this for the whole time. Like when we first met, I've only been, girl, I've only been growing my locks for three years. And, and we just cut my hair. My just my shit. I guess it's growing. Yeah, your hair is hella growing. First off, and I gotta remember I cut it hella times. Like I was convinced <laughs> I was gonna stay short. Look at my stupid ass ring. It grows this bitch out. Me who doesn't like doing their hair. Listen, but I'm. I, this is my goal because before I locked it, 
I didn't know what to do with it outside. Like, you know, I, I didn't know how to care for it. Me, the beautiful yeah. professional, didn't know how to care right. for my own curls. Because it's trial and error for us. And a lot of the products that, like, I feel like it's also like a hidden language. Like, we know that certain brands are for more, this hair, that ain't for you, sis. Like, it don't say like, it on the bottle, but we know it. I forget what brand it is that what starts with a C. I can't remember. Um, not Carol Starter. Carol Starter. I've never used Carol Starter, so I don't yeah. know. Never used it. It was my thing. That wasn't my thing. Uh, it was Shea Moisture, the um, one that comes starts with an like S. this yeah. uh -huh. with the orange top. Oh yeah, Shea. But that one has that starts with a C. Shit. The brand starts with a C. Um, curl. There's something called Curl Smith out. Uh, nah, it's been around for hella long. There's some weird shit out, like Not Your Mother's. I don't want to say weird shit. If I think I have Not Your Mother's. I love that shit. It's so so good. Does it? Oh yeah, yeah, it does. Anyway, um, so let's part. Let's 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 part the folks with some things that they can do to yes. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's hold on. Let me turn the light on. Oh God, I'm so wrapped up in everything. Hold on. Ooh. There we go. I'm not even gonna cut that out. Struggle is real. Mama G. Okay. All right, so let's leave folks with some parting advice, and then I have, then we'll get to our next part and get up out of here. Um, so, what are some things that folks can do to start working towards building their village and being more accountable in their spaces? So, I think we said creating your if you're, oh reevaluation. Evaluating it, it definitely needs to start with an assessment of yourself there it is. and your goals. Yeah. Are your goals inclusive? What do inclusive and, goals look like? Inclusive goals look like really taking, assessing what you want to do and, and figuring out how you can amplify others within it mm. got it um what else did we say accountability buddies are like top of the list yes call in your village once you have your goals set you know like once you know what you need to do what you want to do mm -hmm. gotta tell you somebody have the prize that you're keeping your eyes on <laughs> yeah start calling in your village and, and, and you know they'll come to you not so much fall into your lap but you'll just no. see where you'll start to separate from other people and come in with with other you know with others yeah you know yeah. you just kind of but you kind of have to you have to recognize and honor and move with that flow Um, another thing too is to start asking for help when you need it. Don't wait. Really ask for help when you don't wait. You never know. And listen, your village isn't something you force. 
you just start lightly dropping off little nuggets of things that you're doing and mm-hmm. see how people respond. See if it resonates That's with it. you and what you're doing. That's it. You don't have to share your whole plan with somebody. You do, though, need to start getting comfortable talking about who you are out loud. Don't wait for somebody else to tell you who you are. That's it. Because that's don't that, wait. That's how you move in. You start being out loud about who you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, just, and what like, you want to do. Mm-hmm. How you want to be like I think the best thing I could say. Oh, go ahead, boo. No, no, no. I was just saying people will fall in line with that, you know? And when it's, they don't, it's, don't it's take it personal. Right. You know, I, I think the best thing you can always do is talk about your why before your pro like what it is that you're doing. You know, I really want to make sure that I see more women of color or black and brown women in these textured hair models, right? Maybe you have a whole list of shit you want to do, but people are like, oh, that's what's up. Are they not there? Like, I'm going to inquire. If I'm your friend, I'm going to inquire. Like, well, what does that look like? I don't know about the hair industry, really. So, like, what does that mean? What do you mean? Like, oh, I thought they did include them right? My scope of reference is so small because I'm a consumer, not a stylist, but that doesn't take away from my interest in what you want to do. Something impactful like that, like that perks my ears up. Anytime somebody's like, I want to change the way we look at X, Y, Z. Okay. Well, how should we be looking at it? Because sometimes I don't even be knowing that we shouldn't even be looking at something. Exactly. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Um, and it takes practice and we're talking about it like it's easy and it's not oh no it ain't about it ain't about haters it is not about you know all the good catchphrases like they can be mad about it be mad the why are we even acknowledging people that don't support us why would i even i don't even want to like speak your name for what it's not doing anything. My feelings might be hurt. To me. You don't even exist. You're dead. You're dead to me. You don't exist. You don't, you don't exist. <laughs> it's, it's, and it sounds, again, like I talked about earlier, it's these muscles that you're developing, right? It's an organism. When you look at cells, a cell is not just a cell either. It's got all kinds of shit going on. It multiplies. You got the mitochondria, Brett, telling the rest of the motherfuckers what to do. You know, you got these, everybody plays their role. And without everybody playing their role, you can't multiply. You cannot cannot. go out and be fruitful. You cannot. And you cannot be the smartest person in your friend fucking group. When you're the smartest person in your friend group, you need to be real worried. Yeah. Because it's probably you. Like real shit. Everybody only comes to you. You're the only person that has all the advice. Mm. Evaluate yourself and figure out why it is that your circle. And again, this don't mean these like your you gotta disown your brothers and sisters. What I am saying though, there's orbits to you. There's this these people in these different you might not spaces. Be in the right part of the cell. You might need to move over to the I don't know why I'm going to the only thing that I can think of right now. The only you love it right now. Why is you it said that with your are whole those, fucking chest. Are those, are those parts of the cells? Why is the cells? 
Anyway, you might need to be in, in another area of the cell. No, that's fine. Ain't nothing wrong with that. That don't mean you can't kick it with the mitochondria every once in a while. talk to you about something you don't know babe you know? and I'm if this, this what i my goals are such a driving part of me like it's there's especially so when they're rooted in something that's amplifying yeah you're gonna propel anyway um what was my last point um and stay connected keep learning keep learning um and then this last point do sprints don't try to do everything all at once. Write it fucking down. Make a list and, and tackle some things as you go. Plan it out. What we do when we do our sprints, it's like, okay, this week we got to do blah, 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 blah. And we checking in like, hey, did you did you do this? Did you do that? Like I told Clarice yesterday or today, I was like, girl, I got to record for my podcast. She's like, oh, I'll come do it with you. Like, cool made the time you know you had to check and one thing good knock this off the list this is actually now it's done it happened months ago but you know (laughs) (laughs) you know we brought it back we brought it back like i haven't been doing any advertising for my podcast so i've had literally the last five podcasts come out over the last five weeks and i've not promoted them at all i forgot all about them so i have to like get better at that. Now I have a roster of people that I can speak to, but if nobody's hearing it, then that impact that I want to have, the amplifying voices piece is not being met. So what do I have to do? Now I have the framework down. Now I need to be doing the work to keep this going. I could do this all day, but what's the impact? Well, I need somebody, at least one, two, three people for their lives to be changed or at least shifted enough so they can say, damn, I remember that time I listened to her podcast and I got some information. That's all I want for y'all. Like, I want you to grow. That's it. It's just because that's what somebody did for me. And I'm still getting that shit from other people. Yeah. There's just no way that I could be where I am, be as confident as I am in this space. I'm still insecure about other, especially places I'm trying to get to because I'm not really sure. So I'm not saying my confidence is just overall. No, I'm confident here because I've flexed that muscle. I've gotten the support that I needed, the backing that I needed. And I'm not talking about good job. We, I don't even think we talk like that. No. Or you're doing a good job, bitch. You're doing a good job, bitch. You're doing a good job, bitch. You're doing a good job. Fuck them Take Exactly. Um. Uh. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's a good start. I mean, and you can always reach out. As always, y'all can always reach out to me. You can definitely reach out to Clarice. Don't be weird, though, because you will get blocked. Um, But, uh, yeah. I block with ease, (laughs) bruh. And then I'll blast your shit. Like, the last interaction we had, I would blast it. All my stories. You won't even get to see it because you're blocked. Get blocked. So don't be weird. Don't be weird. Um... All right, so now this is like rapid fire questions for you, sis. All right, this to all my guests. Um, rapid fire, huh? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I, I I usually have a list, but now I gotta like roll with it. Um, okay, if you could choose, if you could only do and change one thing in the hair industry, what it would be, and it could only be one thing, what would it be? I could only change one thing in the in the hair industry. In the industry, yeah. 
um, this is what I plan to change. And that is um, the, that is the textured hair education. So, and specifically having an entire section dedicated to tight coils and course, you know, like course tight coils and the history Mm -hmm. behind it, like really the history my background, mm-hmm. ethnic studies. And to me, you can't, you have to have the history. So that that's what I would change. There needs to be an, an entire like history. And of course, eventually incorporating the history like period of hair and like yeah. a, across time, we can do it in America because we're in America, yeah. but you know, yeah. whatever. But yeah, how yeah. we look at history and you know, and how we apply it in the hair, in the hair industry and mm-hmm. giving flowers where flowers would go. Ooh, that's it. Um, what advice, what single advice would you give uh, yourself right before you started doing hair? What advice? How were you learning? Mm-hmm. Yourself like 12 years ago in the hair salon that you were training in, whatever they call it. Cosmetology school. To, uh have try and have confidence in yourself and not worry about what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. It's only gonna it's only gonna hurt you back, little sis. Yeah. <laughs> um I usually have hella more questions, whatever. I talk to you too much, so I just feel like I know everything, but nobody knows about you. I know. Um, <laughs> where's your next vacation? If you could choose, money's no object. I have been hyperfixating myself in Italy. That's going to be specific. And it's been like okay. that for a while. I did my okay. astro travel chart, and I have a big Venus line in Italy um, that goes right through Tuscany. And Why I've been you there once that? before. You've already jinxed me with New Orleans, bitch. So we gotta go, bitch. We gotta go. That's that that can happen at any time, I feel like. Yeah, that's whatever. That's me. That's my shit. You've been to New Orleans. I still haven't been. And we'll go again. Like, bitch, it's an amazing place, you know, not to raise children, but it's an amazing place. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. Uh and then lastly, uh, what would you say to white folks watching this in our conversation today? You can't sit with that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, be diligent. Be diligent. You're going to come across obstacles, and those obstacles will usually be people not wanting to trust you, people not wanting to uh, open up to you, give you, you know, whatever. So, and, and that's just is what it is. And you just got to yeah. like, release your desire to, or release the need to be at the center. Ooh, that's a good one. I was going to say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Release mm-hmm. the need to be at the center yeah. and just be sit back and, and listen and learn, you know? Yeah. And listen connect and yourself with folks that you can say, hey, I'm not familiar and I, I know that this person, this person, and this person. And that village Because maybe that is your lane. Maybe that is your lane. What's that, what's that exactly. lady? That's a lady that, like, that Jane lady, that old lady Jane? Oh, like, Jane Fonda. Yeah, no. It's not Jane Fonda. Wait, wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> that old anti-racist educator. The old oh, yeah, 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 
that's how I'd be picturing. Like, if you're not on her level, <laughs> you ain't really got nothing that you. I yeah. don't really hear it. Yeah, you know, and, and so, goes back to this handout, this handout thing. You can't just you, keep I mean, having your handout. And you can't expect people to just sit there and want to educate you. Expect to have to work hard. Expect yep. to work hard. And work hard yep. and do it. Yep. Expect it and do it. And be willing to be wrong. I tell allies this Woo! all the time. Be willing to be wrong. Chances are you're wrong. Your Chances are you're wrong. Chances are it's you're not your, wrong. Because it's not your things. It's not your things. It's just not. You're, and that's okay. You're a guest here. You're vacationing here. This is a vacation. I know. It's not a vacation. Bro. It's not even a vacation. Like, this is, this is a work me trip. Me wanting to find an unpaid example. work trip. Unpaid work trip. You don't get to lead. You don't get to teach a class on textured hair. When I see that, it pisses me off. Bruh. Because you and, could be and up, honestly, an I'm gatekeeping that. I need to see why you feel like you should be teaching anybody about especially, texture hair, especially if all you're doing is one is one avenue of it. If you're not, yeah. Yeah, if you're not learning all avenues, you can't sit with me, and I mean that. I mean, well, that. there you have it. There you fucking have it. Well, folks, it was nice uh, chatting with you. Me and Clarice talk every day. So I'm surprised we got through this because I was like, damn, what the fuck are we going to talk about? But I had to keep reminding myself that we don't, we don't talk to everybody every day. So it was really good to me to, <laughs> to uh, include you. And thank you for coming. I love having these conversations. And uh, my goal is to try and get as many different types of industries talking about these intersections of it all mm-hmm. as much mm-hmm. as fucking possible. So we'll be on the lookout for Clarice's, some of her courses that are coming up. She was being real shy about it. She's definitely creating some courses for all you folks that oh, need yeah. to learn. I'm and creating just because you've been doing black hair don't mean you know how to keep black hair. So everybody can learn. Everybody can be better. Um, Always educate. It. You never know. Just it. educate. You never, you never know. know. You never know. Link up with some people. Build that. You can build a professional village, y'all. It don't have to be intimate. You can build a professional village and be supporting one another. It's that simple. Do what you can with what you got. And none of us are balling. At least we ain't yet. But we'll be soon. We'll be I'm woof. I'm right there bitch. right there right listen it's virgo season sis rip it down you know what time it is <laughs> and then give it back <laughs> all right y'all that's it peace all right boo that is the end of this week's episode of discussion Once again, my name is Andrea Weaver, your humble host, and I can't wait to see you guys again soon. Feel free to look up us anytime on all of the things at Discush, that's double S-H, or you can visit us on our website, www.discush.com, and please look at the show notes for more information on me and our guest today. Thanks so much. Stay up.